I think the level of healing from such an inner heart journey that I don't think is something people get until they come here and go, yeah. oh my gosh, this is nothing on earth. Like, where else in Australia does this kind of thing? I think for me, I came from Melbourne in 2021 to Adelaide after getting the word of the Lord, um, which is Genesis 12 verse 1, which says, Go from your country, from your father's house, to the land I will give you. And I think in that moment, I undertook such a season of understanding what it is to go by the word of the Lord um, and the Lord's promise and fulfillment of that. Of course, it's been significantly tested over that time, but I've seen through that all that process and the subsequent words of the Lord since then across different seasons, just his faithfulness. I'd heard from others about being on the potter's wheel, um, but it wasn't until I was on it did I realise what it meant. Um, you know, I, the intensity of the war over my heart really arose during the Luminate journey and just the constant pursuit of the Lord for all of my heart. Um, throughout this, I experienced such incredible healing and deliverance. I've had heart healing before since like 2017, but not to such a deep level where there's been transformation. And I think that I've come to realize just how much the inner world matters. Another thing for me has been just the mantles and the calling over my life. Literally five years ago, there is no way I would have believed anyone if they told me, this is what the Lord has for you. So I think that has been a surprise and a, oh my goodness, at the same time. speak to, uh, organise to, to uh, communicate with our team and then we do intakes and it's a process so don't, please don't leave it to the last minute um, and so what happens is that look we have people move from interstate to do it and I, I, I tell you what like the Lord is, is, is carving out from my, the rubble of my life uh, an image right where I used to be like hectically lazy and, and the Bible, the book of Proverbs has more to say about laziness and slothfulness than it does about things that are unclean, etc. And what happens, I used to go, you know, where do you go to church? Well, I don't know, anything close to your house, I suppose. And what happens is that, is that if you believe that the Spirit of God is the fountainhead of your life, you need to align to, you, 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 you become who you hang out with. And that's leadership as well. And so if, <laughs> if you're watching this, not here, not you guys, but if you're, if you're in a church and there's no one there you aspire to be like, you're in the wrong place. Because everything reproduces after its own kind. That is so brutal and yet from heaven. So one of the things is, is that we find that if a church is alive, it's worth the drive. And especially if it comes, yes, amen, yes, I know, I come 10 minutes all the way from the foothills. So, so if, if a church is alive, it's worth the drive. And especially if it's going to make the difference between how your children go, 
your destiny, all the prophetic stuff as well. Uh, so if you're watching this and, and the Lord speaks to you and quickens you, He just makes things happen. It's just, that's been our experience. So what other announcements do we have? We have Walk for Life. Oh, Flashlight Youth, that's this, this week. Uh, so contact details are there. Contact Kate, please. Uh, we wanna see kids discipled in the realm of the Spirit. Um, that's taking place. Uh, awesome. What else? Walk for Life. Um, again, this is uh, well this this weekend, so ten to twelve. Um, and if the more the merrier. Uh, not that it's a merry occasion per se, but it's like a case where we really need to see the numbers out there. So I encourage you to uh, contact people about it and get out there. This is a, we've been talking about the prophetic, and um, we've been talking about heavenly government, and this is the the. Uh, this issue is right at the very, 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 very top of the heart of God, okay? And so uh, it's, it's really, really important. But if we, if we just sort of like, yeah, like this, it's something that we have to pray about and really, really get involved in and address. What else do we have? We've got the Working Bee. That's on the 17th of Feb. So contact details are there. If you can please register through the website. What else do we have? We have sparkly things. Okay, <laughs> All right, I've seen stuff like that. It's pretty cool. So I'm going to pray and we're going to go, we're going to start with a supernatural story in a second. Uh, Holy Ghost, I just thank you that you're here. Thank you that uh, we're two or more gathered together in the name of Jesus, Lord, you're here. I thank you, Lord God, right now, our prayer is let your kingdom come, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We thank you, Lord God, for the, the superimposition of the limitless dimensions of heavenly glory. We thank You, Lord, that we are being absorbed into Your presence as we talk about You, worship You, look to You, thank You, bless You, hang out with You. We thank You we are absorbing Your very divine nature, according to Second Peter. And we thank You, Lord God, we are being transformed. So tonight, Lord, I just thank You for another level of quickening. And I thank You that in Jesus' mighty Name, everybody said Amen. So repetition brings revelation. Uh, you know, how does someone hear from God or get the Word of the Lord? Everyone, it's a bit different. Uh, and, and I don't know. I'm going to talk about engaging heavenly realities tonight. But when, you, when, you're, when you're open to the Lord, He is going to be re get ready for this. He's everywhere. And I remember I, I, uh, I was very fatigued at the end of last year. And then the Lord called me into this whole fasting thing and it refreshed me. And then post-Christmas is I remember just sort of, I can't remember what I was doing. I was in the lounge room and it was sort of like, I just sort of like went like this and it was like my head just went into the spirit realm um, and I just heard the Lord say for, for 2024, 24 elders, 24 hours. And I knew that that's quite abstract. You don't get many words about 24 elders. Um, and so I knew this year the Lord wanted to highlight and train us in heavenly governments. And so it's not an abstraction, it's heaven's norm. It's heaven's normal. So what it is to govern. And so then one, something specifically is that the way, the handicap we all have to overcome, maybe more, some more than others, okay? Some, some people's handicaps way more severe, but the Lord will give you grace, is the Western mindset. The Western mindset, we have been trained, there is a timeline, it goes from left to right, the problem with that, if you're Chinese, it goes from right to left. And so what's going on here? And then we start to see that the, the Word of God clearly reveals 
overtly and covertly cycles of time. And there are cycles of judgment. We've highlighted that in the book of Judges. But we're not just spinning around on a racetrack like the Indy 500. It's going somewhere. It looks like contractions of uh, pre-childbirth. The enemy wants to get us stuck in, in a downward spiral away from the kingdom of heaven. Whereas what happens is the Lord wants to get us in an ascending spiral so we start to see the overlapping between heaven and earth. Can someone say amen to that? And we get to, we get to rule and reign in that situation. We're not just observers. We are more than participants because God, if you just read your Bible and there's so much to say about human agency and God moving on the earth. So uh, I'm not a, a hyper-Armenianism, Armenianist. Uh, uh, I'm not a Calvinist, that's for sure. Um, and, and so this, you know, with some pop theology, uh, there is a lot of straw men arguments and this, that and the other. And I'll tell you what right now, I'm gonna start uh, by telling a story about a guy who told a story. <laughs> and his name's John Paul Jackson. Who remembers John Paul Jackson? Amazing. And uh, <laughs> very faithy. I mean, I thought I was good at running away from the call of God. This guy was a pro. And so uh, a woman called Ruth Heflin was, uh, who was based in Jerusalem. She, moved, she went to America specifically to call a young man into the ministry or a prophet into his prophetic office. And uh, what happened is that um, uh, she, <laughs> this is such an object lesson. So be careful. I'm gonna encourage everyone to, to pray. But be careful when you pray because you could be praying yourself into something. <laughs> but you gotta pray. So <laughs> she's on this, on this radio show and uh, uh, she's basically saying, I'm here, there's a young man who's listening to this and they need to call in. And <laughs> they need to call in because, God, uh, uh, because the Lord wants to speak to them and to put them, they're not answering the call to the ministry. So what happens, she's on for three days, I think, something like that. And, and what happens is that uh, 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 John Paul Jackson's working in, the, in some sort of like a corporate field and that he's hearing this and he's all of a sudden, he, she, and, and then he's hearing people call in and go, <coughs> and call in and go, yes, I think I'm that person. I, this is, and she goes, no, you're not the one. She was very brutal. I think I'm the one. And then, and then another one call it, no, you're not the one. This goes on for like two or three days. You're not the one, you know, talk about sort of like, uh, you know, good start to your prophetic ministry. And so what happens is that, and then John Paul Jackson goes, why won't that young man just ring in? And so he finds himself starting praying for that young man to actually ring into that talkback radio. <coughs> he starts going to travail and oh God, like this and like this. And, and, and this is, I think this is on the third day, I think something like that praying like crazy and then the Lord goes why don't you ring in he goes me and then he just he had a he just totally freaked out and the Lord he said okay Lord here's what I'll do you know how we make deals with God if if I ring in I have to go straight through live on air and that'll be the like this and uh, so anyway totally terrified <coughs> he calls in <coughs> And they, uh, they pick up the phones. Okay, this is such and such. You're live on the air. 
And he goes, well, I, 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 sometimes I see things that are gonna happen in the future and they happen and I dream things and they happen and, and, and that's about it. And she goes, you're the young man. <laughs> now he, he had, <laughs> he, he'd been praying for this young man. Come here and said, Lord, Lord, I just pray right now. Lord, can you just use someone in the billion so harvest, Lord? I just, please raise them up, send labourers into the harvest. Lord, you're so kind, you're so good, so generous. But Lord, really put your hand, put your hand on that person who's gonna be used my, that's how it works. Everything gets so be careful when you pray. But you know, if you don't pray, nothing happens anyway. So the reason I'm starting with this is because on Sundays, uh, Sunday was, we, we went there, Golden Bowl, all of that. We went there. If you didn't, haven't listened to Sunday, uh, listen to Sunday's message. And if you listened on Sunday, listen to it many more times. Because it was very, very dense. Um, and uh, what happened was when there were comments on there, um, someone actually said, this is a great message by John Paul Jackson on justice. And so, On the way up to Munta, I thought I'd listen to it and it was an excellent message. So he's, um, who's ever followed his ministry or, or, uh, yeah, quite amazing. So uh, uh, interprets dreams, has has lots of visions, prophesies. One of the Kansas City prophets. So um, I remember one of the first stories, uh, one of the early stories on this message um, he remembers in the late 90s, he's with, a, I think, a group of pastors and they're doing a, like a tour of New York or a walk around. And they go past the Twin Towers and these guys go, hey, to John Paul, go, hey, what do you think of this? And the Spirit of God comes on him. This is the late 90s. And he said, at the turn of the millennium, there'll, be t- there'll just be a pile of rubble. And they went, what did you say? And he went, nothing, forget anything, forget anything I said. And then when it happened, they contacted him and they said, do you remember saying? He goes, I do. So he was very reluctant. But the story I wanna highlight is that, remember, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna start with telling us, tell a story about someone telling a story. And he's telling a story about an encounter with Bobby Connor. Uh, uh, how Bobby Connor, I would say that he, he does one of those long story short type things. I'm gonna assume that Bobby Connor's in a heavenly dimension. He was with an angel who loves these sort of stories. Good way to start Tuesday nights. And he's with this angel and he sees this waterfall of light. And the angel uh, says to Bobby, he said, speak to that waterfall and command the light to part. So he does that and it parts. And then what comes up is a podium. And on the podium is a Bible. The Bible's really old. He knew it was really old. You know how in dreams and visions you go, I don't know how I know all this, but I just know all of this. It's perfect communication. You bypass all the interpretation of uh, interpreting through languages and association. It just goes straight, straight into the engine room. And so a uh, podium comes up and then the Bible is really old, but looks new because it's never been read. So the, uh, 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 the angel gives him a gavel, like a judge's gavel when you make a verdict. And he said to Bobby, the angel said, strike the Bible. And, and, and I think it was because the Lord sees the earth, something like that. The Lord's seeing what's happening on the earth. The Lord sees the earth. 
strike the Bible with a gavel. And Bobby goes, no, I can't do that. So the angel asks to repeat it, but a lot more stern this time. And so Bobby gets the gavel and he strikes the Bible and like an explosion goes off. And then when it's almost like, you know, colloquially the dust settled, he now looks at the Bible and it looks well worn and you can see highlighted parts and where people had been reading it a lot. And what he saw was this, he saw beams of light coming out of the pages and he saw that in those beams of light were secrets hidden in the Word of God that no one had discovered. <laughs> and that he said is, he knew in this encounter, maybe not since the book of Acts, maybe not since the ancient of days, but there were, there were secrets that were being unlocked. And so, but at the end of this encounter, uh, this old Bible, which was brand new because no one had read it, everyone had read it. And so what I'm excited about is making the connection that it opened up by the judge's gavel. And this is why this year is so significant around heavenly governance. Because God wants to open up, and I'm not talking about you have to violate the laws of hermeneutics and take things out of context and everything's just some sort of big, you know, confirmation, bias, binge, and everything's an abstraction. It's not. God is leading us in such an exciting way because He wants, He, he was so excited when Solomon said, I want to be your representative of the earth. Give me an understanding heart so I may govern or judge your people. Again, we are, I think one of the titles uh, of one of the Sundays, Marissa goes, you know, what do you want to call yesterday? And I'm like, I come up with something, she goes, we can't do that. I'm like, spoil sport. And so, so one of them, one of them, I think it's called Judge Dread. <laughs> but, but dreading to judge. And so what we have is that, remember we were talking about how it says in Matthew, you know, uh, 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 take the take the um, uh, log out of your own eye, so you can take the speck out of your brother's eye. But then it goes through. You should know a, 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 um, a, a tree by its fruit, etc. And believers are called to judge. It says in Corinthians six, First Corinthians six, it says, "Do you not know that the saints will judge the world?" I mean, that's so confronting, right? How much more things that pertain to this, to this life? Then it says, it goes even crazier. Do you not know you'll judge angels? And the way Paul was putting that, it, it, was, it was based on a presupposition or an assumption that you guys do know this. Now he is speaking to Gentiles that are converted to Christianity. But you know when Job says, Job, you, where were you? It was a rhetorical question. Job, where were you when I created the world, when the sons of God shouted for joy? Where were you? It was actually, God was actually stirring him up and saying, come on, Job, you actually know this. And it's the same thing. He was speaking to the Corinthians who flip and hectic sin in that place. I mean, you go, how does God use people with such messed up character? Read 1 Corinthians. We're talking gifts of the Spirit, right? Uh, uh, the, the, the gifts within the body. And so on and so forth. You know, the, the, the verse, the, the chapter about love, you know, uh, love never fails. It's a great one for a wedding. 
you know, and uh, <coughs> it's as great as for a wedding as Psalm 23 is for a funeral. So basically, <laughs> start in that movie. Um, <laughs> there you go. And so for any aspiring celebrants out there, you can just put that in your pipe and smoke it. But what you have, what you have is we have, someone help me out here. I need a human thesaurus. When you make things down to a baby level, come on, so throw a word at me. Dumbed down, that's what, yep, dumb and dumbed it down. Yes, what else? Anything? Infantiled it. <laughs> what else? What else? Huh? Re- reduced it? Okay, so if you were to, if you were to get those three turns, we put it into a blender, like this, right? And you're going to get the, the basic gist. But basic, we've taken... God's Word and Revelation to us and we've dumbed it down to kid level. And we actually, 2024 is the year for us to progress from that level. And, and what happens is that, this is what, because we have a lot of praying people in this church. The first thing you have to do is engage something and know your part and God's part. First engage it, engage what, 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 what He's calling you to do and, and don't try and do God's part, okay? He, he's the one that... That's why I know I don't care. I, I, I'm constantly in, engaged in the realm of the Spirit and all this, but I don't carry this church. That's, Jesus said, He's building the church. Now I understand, Paul said, wise master builder, architecture, da, da. I do understand that. But Jesus carries it on His shoulders. I will not. I will not. Hence, I've been doing this for years. As opposed to, you know, I had someone on the phone to me just before I got here. <laughs> and I... And, and, uh, I got, I got one of my kids to get me a coffee. And so I was, I was just waiting on the Lord. And they, and, they, and they said, look, have you considered getting involved in such and such? I said, look, you, I, am, I love what you're doing. You're preaching to the choir. And, and I said, he goes, oh, and, and then I told him what I did. And he goes, well, you, you know, don't burn out. I said, I'm not going to burn out. I said, bro, I'm sitting in my swimming pool drinking a double espresso. 10 minutes from the church about to preach. I'm doing okay. <laughs> you know, I think, kids, can you get me? Yeah, like this was for, oh, revelation. Come on, shikabamba. <laughs> but what happens is that, is that my job's to obey, right, and believe. And that I, I know the part that he does. Now, in regards to all this subject matter this year, our job is to engage it. And we've been saying that judgment starts at the house of God and we must judge or soberly assess our lives to bring them into alignment with the throne of God. That's the season we're in. I don't believe it's gonna be a long season because there's lots of things to, to, see, to, to partner with, uh, you know, with what God wants to do. So here you've got this, this encounter where he's hit the, taken the gavel and hit the Word of God and all this stuff's flying out. I'm convinced that we're about to see an explosion of knowledge in the prophetic around governing from heaven on the earth in this season. It is so exciting because one of the things as people have started to partake of this scroll, they go, I feel so empowered. I feel so empowered. And I believe this is a very, very rich subject. It's very nuanced and very laid. It's not just like a couple of weeks because we have to eat the scroll. So 
One of the things that, that's, that I'm being awakened to, there's some things you know, but unless God shows you, you don't know anything. You know, you, you just don't. And, and, and now, okay. If you're a married man, wave at me now. Come on, come on. N- nice and high, I want, this is like a confession. Okay. Do you think it's reasonable to actually listen and hear and catch everything your wife says all the time? Do you think it's reasonable? Now, let me change that word. I don't believe it's reasonable or unreasonable. I believe it's impossible. (laughs) And God will show me something and my wife goes, yeah, I said that three months ago. So it's impossible unless, unless the Lord builds the house. So, so there's something where, where unless God quickens it, you just don't know. Because that's just a lot of words, ticker tap. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just say CCs. Yeah, I'll get it. And so one of the things that's jumping out at me like crazy, because there is no defence in the kingdom of God. The armour hasn't, you know, there's nothing back here. It's all advancing. And that is the realm of justice. Now in this, you can go on the Sunday preach and then click on the link, uh, John Paul Jackson. Um, But he's mentioning that Jesus mentioned the church four times, four times. Now it doesn't mean that that's not a a value thing because there's multiple things backing it up. Like um, uh, Hebrews says, do not forsake the assembly, give yourselves together as is the habit of some, but even more as you see the day approaching and so on and so forth. So the church is mentioned four times. The kingdom of God is mentioned over a hundred times by Jesus. Who finds this interesting? So you go, wow, it's kingdom of God, amen. But what you then have is Jesus mentions justice over 500 times. And so in this season, if we are about what is important to God, and I don't mean like oh, checklist and I suppose this is the right thing and then get moved into a realm of compulsion or obligation. I'm talking about really eat the scroll. What is important to God? Then what happens, we come into a place where like Solomon, he is so pleased. You know, we get everything, but you're not seeking everything. You're seeking to please the Lord. Paul said this incredible statement. It'd be translated different ways. It's in 2 Corinthians 5. He said, knowing the fear of the Lord, but he doesn't use the word fear in this translation. Knowing the terror of the Lord. We make it our aim to be pleasing to Him. When we start to align our life to heavenly justice, our life is pleasing to the Lord. Now, what I have found over, because what I tend to do is I will start to engage something for weeks and weeks and weeks. Generally, I can't, uh, I can't export anything that doesn't work at home. But what's happened is I've been eating this scroll for a while. And I'll tell you what, you know what's incredible? Is supernatural energy. Supernatural energy is that I, there's, there, 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 you can say there's two kingdoms, light and dark. I'm gonna tell you two kingdoms that are a lot more clearer and a lot more pervasive. 
God or self? (laughs) And we can take spirituality and put it through the self filter where our spirituality becomes at its very heart transactional. So here's the formula. This is what I get. And so that's fine. But remember the bowl's in heaven, right? So you've got the golden bowl on the inner, in the realm of the, every human. And then the golden bowls in heaven are the prayers of the saints. That's the heart. So you can go blah, 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 blah. But your motive is then coming up through that. This is actually a big deal. So when you're after, to, after justice, but the problem is if we have been feeding spiritual children candy or lollies for years, nah, people can say amen, but we need to eat the scroll this year so we can govern in Jesus' name. Can someone say amen? And it's exciting though, because this is, why would Jesus say, seek first the kingdom of heaven and all these things we had and His righteousness is connected to the very throne of God. So let's do Psalm 89, 14. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Mercy and truth go before your face. What I wanna focus on is the foundation of God's throne is righteousness and justice. And so what you have, this is, this is what's so cool about this. Now, I know we all have filters. And some people go, oh, you know, like, yeah, I know this is the right thing. But what happens is that every prophetic promise, genuine prophetic promise that the God's given to you, it's very easy to align it with the justice of the Lord. You have to see it through the filter of justice. And it's not about necessarily uh, 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 using faith and God for just to come into the stuff that we want. That's not what it's about. It's because if you start to see it through the filter of justice, I never forget is that I spent considerable time in my 20s carving out my inner world of faith, believing things before I saw them. And you go, and I got them. I really, really did. But what happened, rather than going, right, I'm gonna camp here, the Lord sent me around the world self-funded, crusades, conference, self-funded. Now it's always God funding, right? Not crowdfunding, it was, right? It was God funding. And I testify about it. People are like, wow, like this. And so that brought a level of justice to people who were going through barrenness. It really did. Because I'm, just, I'm so convinced, if, if the golden bowls in heaven are the prayers of the saints, what's in your heart's gonna go up there. Not covetousness, not fear-based prayer, your heart. This is why we have to renew our, our minds with the Word of God. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. What's important to you? What's, and this is not quid pro quo. Because what happens is that when you lean into God's justice and what pleases Him, you don't have to carry a thing. I, you know, just between you and me, just... I've got a lot of money to believe for. I do. Right. And you go, what? Because you want to have a fleet of Rolls Royces? No, because I want to see manifestations of the kingdom in, in a lot of different ways. We're doing soul winning miracle crusades this year and many other things like that. But it's like, I'm not going to carry it. I'm not going to carry it. 
My, my job is to engage the Lord and believe. But when I start to see soul winning as a part of heaven's justice, miracles, people who, you know, again, the testimony of someone courts of heaven and, and, and this incredible cancer reversal as we have in this house, that becomes incredible testimony. But it's part of, cancer is a thief. You know, one of the things is, is you catch a thief, it has to, they have to return seven times. So one for the recompense at one unit and it gets returned, but then six for pain, suffering and scar tissue. So we need to know a lot about justice, but we have to make sure that our spirituality has to transcend a transactional nature. And that I'm believe, I believe one of the easiest ways going, I'm passionate for God's justice. That looks like a lot of things. Now, one of the things, first, you've got the walk for life. That's pretty hectic. That issue is hectic. It's one of those things that people know about, but if you had it shoved up on your face, it would traumatise you. But that's an injustice. Uh, the, the Young people, the billion soul harvest. Fancy, I, I mean, I remember flipping heck, my upbringing, I'll compare it to now. I remember that we'd take a day off to go to the pageant, Christmas pageant. I remember we'd, you know, arts and geography and maths and all sorts of different things. And now kids are being put through an ideological wood chipper, terrorised about environment. You've got like, I don't know how many, what's going on in China and India and Pakistan. <laughs> but kids have been made to feel guilty that they're part of the problem of the environment. They didn't ask for that. So there has to be, unless, I'm telling you now, unless God intervenes, this, my generation, Gen X and some boomers combined with the gates of hell and the World Hoax Organisation, I meant Bill Gates of hell. Um, and so they are trading away the birthright and the future of the next generation. It's really happening. It's really happening. So what happens is that we go, God, what does this look like? So, but, 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 but the Lord will always be part of a just cause and we can't do it on a mania way. We need to also partner with the spirit of revelation and wisdom and the prophetic. Because unless you can, I, I, I tell you what right now, I, some things God calls me to do, I love. And the other things He calls me to do, I don't. <laughs> and what happens when I get absorbed in justice, that division of what I love and what I don't love actually just becomes about Him and it gives me energy. And so, here we have Psalm 33.5, when we get righteousness and justice right, the earth is full of His goodness. So this is what it looks like. This is what we want to do in, in our cycle right now is we want to actually connect with the goodness of the Lord. And we do that by aligning everything to the throne. Judgment or governance is about making the crooked ways straight. And so John the Baptist said, hey, brood of vipers, who warned you from the wrath to come? Unless you bear the fruit of repentance, the axe is laid at the root of the trees. 
And so we're coming into this, this year. This is really, really happening. And it's, it's an exciting invitation. Who, who, who would like to, to, to be a participant or a recipient of some of those secrets of the kingdom coming out of the rays of that Bible from those heavenly dimensions? The gavel opened it up. The gavel opened it up. So we go, our oh, judgment's all negative, and it's no, it's not. I'll tell you what's negative: hell, very negative. So if that gavel, if that if that gavel knocks the hell out of you, that's a good thing. Knocks the hell out of you. The fear of the Lord scares the hell out of you. It's achieved its purpose. So one of the things is that this this year we're going to we will overcome judge dread. Because this is how David saw it. Let's have a look at this. Psalm 19. The fear of the Lord is clean and enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold. Yes, or yay. <coughs> than much fine gold. Sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them your servant is warned. And in keeping them there is great reward. So what's exciting is that we, we're going down this pathway, Lord, saying, I want you to assess your life. You can, in your light, we see light. And God, Lord said, I've been speaking to you this for a while and you haven't done anything about it. And what happens, before promotion, all of these things come up and the Lord says, can I, can I take that from you? And you're like, okay. And so this is why we actually get to participate in self-governance before we export it. And this is what's so exciting because I'm, we need grace. You, it says the just shall live by faith, but it says we are, we are saved by grace through faith, not of works, it is gifts of God, lest anyone should boast. But then we just camp there and we've, we've reduced everything to non-governance. Now, even though I'm giving this language now, I've had to do this for, for quite some time. And I, and I remember one time with Belinda, we had to, oh my gosh, we did all this prayer and all this prep for a very difficult situation. And then the whole situation before we were able to address it just dissipated. We looked at each other and we went, that was a lot of work for no, well, it wasn't an outcome, there was a good outcome. But then the Lord said to me, Todd, you've got no idea, a big part of what you do, you're called to judge. I'm like, oh. So I, the Lord was bringing me out of a wrong mindset. Because remember we were talking about, I think maybe the second week, is in the spirit, there are familiar spirits or demons that falsely judge believers. And God says this, you will condemn those voices and this is your heritage and the righteousness that you have is from the Lord. So what you have is that when you're getting tormented, people expect the Lord to do it. I'm just gonna let you know, He will not, He's done it. Those things tormenting people, God's not gonna rebuke them. You're gonna rebuke them. And that is a judgment. So this is, and I'm not talking about all of a sudden we're gonna have a bunch of religious fire and brimstone freaks <coughs> wearing placards, you know, and just doom and gloom. I will, chatting to Daryl beforehand, I wanna get into some of the, Tomorrowland stuff that uh, I engaged with in this last week. But people are being programmed. Did you know that the rubbish is being sold to us? I mean, one of them, one of them is this. I mean, 
<laughs> Who's, just, 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 I wanna wave like this. Wave at me, if you've heard the saying, you'll own nothing and be happy. Come on. Oh yeah, most of you. You're being programmed. Well, I don't like it. We're being programmed. And so one of the programming is the end of the earth, the destruction and it's inevitable. And that's actually not what God is saying because what happens is this, we might as well just sit there, sit around and wait, you know, sort of like, whoo, end of the world as we know it. Get out the newspaper, cross the legs, wait for the bad things to happen, yay! Wouldn't it be scary if a lot of people did that in Nazi Germany in the Second World War? It's the end, cool! Hitler's clearly the Antichrist. Oh, the other day I saw him turn into a beast with iron teeth. Before that, he was a lion and there's a bit of a leopard deal in the middle there. And you start to see that that actually gets people programmed. And it's not just to passively receive something, is that nothing of any meaningful reality on the earth can manifest until human beings incubate it first through agreement and come into consent. This is why the media and government first have to manufacture consent. They telegraph it. They tell you, oh, uh-huh, wow. So this is why you're made in the image of God. You're a co-creator. And so God has better things. He wants His people to govern. He's gonna open His Word and show us things we've never seen before because He has amazing things. Now, so how do, we, how do we go about this? Unfortunately, we get it wrong. <laughs> we do. Um, I think one of the worst things that could happen to anyone, most people have experienced this to a point. So you might be super special. I know I've come under the influence of this and I've had to really uh, deal with it. And that's a deaf, dumb spirit. A deaf, dumb spirit is like a religious spirit. What do you mean? When Jesus, the Son of God, walks into the synagogue full of all these believers. Now remember, Jesus was a Jew ministering to Jews who were still under the old covenant, so they were not in error. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I, I'm not gonna say where, who asked me this question. It's one of the cutest questions I've ever heard. Was Jesus a Christian? That was, there's, there's not a thing. So he goes in there, goes into the synagogue, right? And the only person that recognised him was a demon. No one else recognised him. So that deaf mute spirit can cause us to see everything backwards. So Jesus said, I'm gonna send you out. And Matthew 10, 16, Jesus said, behold, I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. Therefore be as wise as serpents and as harmless as doves. But what quite often we can find is that people are as wise as doves and as harmless as serpents. We get it all backwards. And so for us to govern, we actually need to really, really get this right. One of the things is this is that with demons, you have to be a killer. You have to be a killer. You have to be a demon killer. Hate the devil. Can someone say amen? amen. He's a murderer. 
He's a stealer, thief, he's a liar. <coughs> Hate him. But people are really go easy on demons and they're nasty to other people. Isn't that interesting? So we get it the wrong way around. So we like mobilise for the wrong thing. And that is why we need to walk in the Spirit so we can discern what's going on. And Jesus, when it talked about two incredible passages of Scripture in Isaiah 9 and Isaiah 11, one of them is that Jesus will not judge by what He hears with the natural ear or what He sees with the natural eye. He won't judge that way, but He's gonna judge with righteousness. In fact, He's only gonna do what He sees the Father doing. And so this is why we have to make sure that we don't get the order out of whack. We have to be absolute killers with demons. But we were too soft on demons. Now, one of the things that we're gonna go into this year, I really, 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 we're going to see an explosion of deliverance because it's already happening. Uh, but we, I really want to get to a place where every person that gets saved And everyone here is baptised in the Holy Spirit. I would say nearly all, but I just want people to know what it's like to be swimming in those dimensions of heaven that are inside of us and the kingdom of heaven is near. I want us to get so pickled. Because <coughs> what happens then, you see in the Spirit and you realise demons are at play. Because demons, unless you're, if you're running, I tell you what, <laughs> I think, I've been on the phone with a few people. One of my phone calls was, I really could not do what you do. I feel sorry for pastors. I feel sorry for pastors who don't discern spirits. Can you imagine appeasing people who are controlled by demons? That sounds like fun. <laughs> and then you've got this ridiculous legislation and left, right and centre that we're talking like, we're talking muzzling the ox while it threshes the grain. But fancy that. And one of the things here, no one says there's no, we know in part, we prophesy in part. I understand that. But fancy overseeing a church full of devils and going, I'm sorry, oh, yeah, I'll jump through that hoop. What the heck? So we need a spirit filled church and not, I spoke in tongues in 2012. Big deal. It says be continually filled with the Spirit. So we're gonna go very, very deep down that this year. That's part of governance. So we've gotta make sure that we're not as wise as doves and as gentle as serpents. We have to get the, the order right. So what we have here, this is, a, this is, just, this is almost a one-stop shop, is Psalm 1. Let's put it up. Blessed is the man who doesn't walk in the counsel of the ungodly. We're gonna keep this here. Just, just leave it on this for a while. Nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. So what you have, you've got walking. So let's just say here, let's just say the description on the, of ungodly, scornful sinners, mocking, unbelieving. Let's just say those are not desirable qualities. What happens all of a sudden you're walking with these people. Yep, no worries. But then, but, but if they stop walking, you keep walking. I'm walking here, I'm walking here. Okay. And so you keep walking. But what happens then you just stop. 
And now you're stationary. You sort of, what happens if you're stationary long enough? You're going to, oh, I'm a bit tired. I might want to sit. And you see it evolving that you're walking and then you stand and then you sit. The problem is the Bible teaches you become who you hang out with. You become who you hang out with. And so most things are not cognitive. They are caught. They're caught, okay? And so I can, look, I tell my kids a lot of stuff, right? Don't do this, do that, read the Bible, blah, 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 right? Yes, Dad. Okay, and they listen to everything, take it hard, instantly apply it. (laughs) So what happens is actually what kids really do is they see what we do and they catch it. They catch it, you know? They're like, like, Dan's been talking tongues again and walking up and down and flipping pads like this. But they're walking into a realm and then they go out of that realm and feed the cats. <laughs> and then mum's got her iPad out, you know, pre- like they, so they're, they're, they're catching things. They're catching things. Now what happens is that what we've done is we've opened to the wrong stuff and closed off to the right stuff. And if we are going to govern from heavenly places, and I don't mean in some abstract, obscure, disassociative way, I mean things that's gonna shape history this year. We have to make sure our default setting is set to heaven. When we're not aware we're acting, It's got to be our default. So here it says, see, most things are caught. One of the things here is leaven. Leaven. What happens, it's it's, it's yeast. And they had the feast of unleavened bread. The the Jews were commanded to to, to eat unleavened bread. You put a little bit of yeast in, it goes, and it spreads. And the same is with sin and darkness. So what happens is people go, yeah, I'm okay, no worries. You know, I'm just saying, this is, this is a captain obvious, but I've barely mentioned it. So there's a whole heap of people who've never heard it. You know what? They marry someone not saved or they date someone non saved. I'll get them saved. Right? Next minute, I feel leavened. And so what you got is that everything is caught. It really, really is. And, we, and, we, and, and it says flee all appearances of evil. It's just like, you can't. It just is what it is. So, so what we've got to do is that, is that we open up to the wrong stuff and then we close off to the wrong stuff. So gossip, slander, uncleanness, those things are caught. They're caught, you know? I know for me, I, uh, uh, we've got a certain culture in our house and you go, oh, it's, is it you know, worship? Is it... Yeah, that's in there, right? Sometimes it's definitely not cleanliness. You, you work your butt off, you come home, there's stuff everywhere, you know? You know, so exhausted, you know, you, 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 you've just, you're gonna, you're gonna hit the wall real quick. We tend to let things pile up and then we get the excavators through. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, in our house, we do not tolerate negativity whinging so we clutch defeat from the jaws of victory that's leaven complainers people who complain 
Go, oh, but it's just complaining. They're insecure. They're afraid. Yeah, and that's what kept the Israelites out of the promised land. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. So here, people open up to it. We're meant to be opening up to heaven. So we got to, see, it is one of the things. Then we're meant to open up to the Lord. So people go through pain. And, and when you go through pain, there's something deep, deep in here, real deep, like deep. That goes, I don't want that to happen again. So we get the brickies out. And we start building all these walls. You know, full Pink Floyd stuff. Structures, protectors, whatever you want to call it. And then what happens, we've, we've gone through pain, through relationships, deferred hope, betrayal, all sorts of things. And we've opened up to that and then we're closed to the heavenly realms. And God wants us to be able to discern, bring those walls down so we start to absorb the atmosphere of heaven, absorb the goodness of God, absorb the holiness of the Lord because that becomes an internal plumb line that you can put out there and bring realignment or judgment. This is what we've got to do. So <laughs> we've got to learn to, what to open up to, what not to. You know, you're called to love people. Can someone say amen? You're called. But not necessarily trust. Not necessarily trust. Trust is earned. But people trust people and people will let you down. And then you go, doors closing. And then we, we, we can't wonder why I can't feel God, I can't get breakthrough. And so the Lord says, we're called to love people. But it doesn't mean, see, see I, I've, I've been through my fair share of stuff. But what happens, I've learnt to open my gates to the Lord. How else do you think I get flipping energy and healed? Okay, it doesn't mean I'm close to people. It means that when I'm with people, I don't necessarily trust everything, but I'm empowered to love because I'm in the glory. Okay, so what we're gonna do, this is just a prophetic thing, just so you don't forget. Okay, it's so gonna put your hands like this, because you're a gate. Put your hands like this, come on. All right, okay. So you're gonna go, say this after me. Open, shut them. Open, Shut them. Give a little clap. Open, shut them. Open, shut them. Put them in your lap. Add melody if necessary. So, <laughs> we just, we open to stupid stuff and we come to look, God, I'm in so much pain. And the Lord goes, well, you're not even open to me. How can my rivers of living water flow through you? <coughs> you get people and they're like a stone in the river of God. Nothing's getting in. Because they've gone shut them. And we have to learn what it is to absorb heaven so we can live out of that place. <coughs> it's real. There's a percentage of... Uh, there's a, I mean, I've been doing this for a long time now. I've been doing it for decades now. There's a, there's a, if, if, if all this, this is the way I'm white. If this wasn't real, I would have quit ages ago. It's so, it's hyper real. And my spirituality can't be about me getting some goosebumps 
It has to. Genuine, engaging heaven has to be able to change history. It has to affect lives. It has to look like something. You have to know when to step out in faith on the Word of the Lord and not presumption. You have to know when it is to lay a hold of the prophetic Word and you need to know when you have to sit and wait. You have to know when you have to go and take on the enemy or when you have to sit there and wait for the sound of the marching of the troops and the tops of the mulberry trees. It's a, it's a, it, this is why we need an understanding heart to govern. And so we have to be in sync and we have to make sure that we're open to heaven so we're not shut to the Lord. And when we're open to heaven, we get shrouded, clothed with the glory and we're free to love people. We're free to love people. But people let the wrong stuff in and they get leavened out. And that's just a 101. When you're leavened out, you've got to purge the lump. You've got to purge the lump. It's that simple. But what happens, this is a cool thing. When we learn to engage and practice this, as in engaging heaven, judgment isn't a big deal. It's not even hard. You're speaking order. Zerubbabel. What were his parents thinking? Zerubbabel had to put rebuild the temple and it says Zerubbabel, he said, he said, because everyone was discouraged and gone into, into lazy land. And he had to overcome indifference of the people and laziness and abdication and all sorts of stuff. And the word of the Lord is said, Zerubbabel, it's not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Who are you, O mountain? He's making a judgment. Who are you, O mountain? From the word of the Lord, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Who are you, O mountain? You shall become a plain. Insurmountable opposition is nothing to the Lord. Nothing to the Lord. When you say, and, 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 and Zerubbabel shall put the very capstone on with shouts of grace, grace. When we learn to engage heaven and rest in that place, we learn to speak out of that place and it causes the mountains to flee. Cancer, poverty, depression, whether you have a deliverance ministry or not, quote unquote, whatever you need done, judgments are central to governing on the earth. But we can't be soft on devils and harsh on people. There's a time where on a nuanced issue, God wants to judge darkness on the earth right now, right now, right now. So what happens, He's patient and He's kind and the Word of the Lord goes out. And what happens is that God gives everyone an opportunity to come out of that dark situation. It says in Revelation, when Babylon is about to fall, God's pleading and He says, come out of her, my people, lest you partake of her plagues. You don't judge people, you judge devils. You judge timelines, you judge bondage and then people have a way of escape and an opportunity to repent. And then we start to see the earth come into alignment with the throne of God. And then we start to see His goodness fill the earth. Because right now we're seeing disgusting things. Disgusting things that we don't even know about. That is sort of just percolating up. I mean... It's just, 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 I'm gonna, this is all sort of symbolic. You don't have to drill down there in your imagination. Why do you think 
Why do you think there has been no transparency? Okay, I didn't watch any of this. I did see a few funny reels of the court case between Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. My favourite reel. (laughs) Found it! All right. And so, that's my favourite reel. Anyway, if you know, you know. So, we're watching that ad nauseum. What about Ghislaine Maxwell? Epstein, suicided in the high security. We've been treated like idiots. Why is there no disclosure on this? And there's a few, they've thrown a few people under the bus. That's because this thing is all through establishment as we know. And we're obsessing over personal breakthrough and getting some extra goosebumps. And the Lord says, I want justice for these innocents. I want justice for this generation. I want justice. And you know what? You go, is it quid pro quo? No, but when we engage the bigness of God and His justice, we actually create a space where we can receive anything we need. It's not quid pro quo because you cannot outgive God. You cannot. He's generous. He's kind. The Father of lights and who there is no shadow of ver- uh, variation or shadow of turning. And this is why governing is indispensable. All judgment is aligning up to justice. And this is what He has. You got this flipping Wood Royal Commission. Senator Heffernan. About chronic abuse. I don't know how many years ago it was now. Seven, eight, ten, whatever. Sealed for a hundred years by John Howard because Australians would lose complete faith in their institutions. Where's the church? You go, well, this sort of been and done now. No. Because the blood is crying out from the ground to the throne. And we wonder why businesses are going under. Mental health is plummeting. Families are under pressure. The education system has become, what the heck? What's the standard now? IQ of 28? I know this, I look into it. So where's the justice for them? And this is where we have to govern from a heavenly place. Because I tell you what right now, sealed for a hundred years. And if we knew we would lose faith in all of our institutions. I hope you get a bit angry. You, well, that wasn't my kid. What if it was? And you know what really sucks about a lot of this? It mostly affects the poor and vulnerable. Mostly. So this is what God wants us to do. Our primary has to be Him. Him. Before justice. Him. How to engage. What it is to walk in that dimension of the presence of the Lord. Prayer's a good start. But as you actually are in that place, you go, you know, like for me, like, like, like I, I, I don't know how when Jesus first recorded words there in the temple and he was asking the rabbis all these questions and they were amazed at how smart he was and how knowledgeable he was so Joseph and Mary obviously a bit on the slack side decide to leave 
the Jerusalem to go back to Nazareth and they didn't know Jesus wasn't with them. I tell you what, family and community services would have had a field day with that. Neglect! They come back and Jesus said, did you not know it must be about my father's business? He knew. And Joseph, and, and can you imagine if he told that to Joseph and Joseph's like, huh? I have a father you do not know of. And then further on we see, so I must be about my father's business. And then it comes down, Jesus, Jesus, I've done anything. He goes, no, no, the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for all. So you got this like this, and then it's a bit more specific. And then it gets even narrower. The garden of Gethsemane, and he says, Father, take this cup from me, if it be your will, but not my will, but your will be done. To the point he was so stressed out, he was sweating blood, which has been proven. And so our life should be, because God will bring me into a truth. I'm going, wow, yeah, come on, that's it. Next minute, he raises the bar. I've, I've, the, the, what we're, what we're, this heavenly governance thing is so massive. This is what original mankind were meant to do. Adam and Eve weren't meant to run a church. They were meant to govern. Noah wasn't meant to run a church. He was meant to govern. And we need the church, the ecclesia, but we've got to recognise its function and realise there's also the body, there's also the wife of the Lord. Come, I'll show you the bride, the wife. And so this is so exciting because if we can change our default settings, judgment actually will... What does it look like? I mean, you go on, on a base level, you've got like Peter just walking and the glory around him, people are getting healed, a demon's coming out. That's a judgment. It's a judgment for someone who had an issue of blood for 12 years of getting healed. That's a judgment on darkness. Crippled. Someone let down through, that's a judgment. Casting an unclean spirit. And this is what's so exciting. It's our heritage. Every unjust tongue that condemns you, uh, uh, that judges you, you shall condemn. And then it says, and this is the heritage of the Lord and their righteousness is from me in Isaiah. And we don't do it. We're nasty with people, exacting, nasty, and we're soft on devils. We've become as gentle as serpents. And so for us, in this season, engaging, you can't go, okay, I must make some adjustments in my life. It's first that we've got to know what it is to engage heaven. I'm gonna finish with, with these couple of things. I, I think the, a lot of the walls have come down in here. All right, I didn't have an ideal start to life. And so, of the tribe of Benjamin, the no, um, I didn't have an ideal start of the tribe of Weatherly. Ugh. God's redeeming it. And, but you, 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 you go through pain and ah, like this. And for me to, as I've gone further on this journey, I just, he's my father. He's kind, he's generous. I don't have to pump up my faith. Did you know that there's a time, uh, Rachel was just, it pointed out to me, and this is phenomenal, phenomenal, do, 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 do. is this, Romans 8, I think Romans 8, uh, oh, I don't wanna quote the verse. 
it says we, we have received the spirit of adoption, right? We haven't received a spirit of fear, received a spirit of adoption. And we go, yes, lovely. It just floated out of the sky and went, I receive it. Well, the word for receive is lambanio, which means to take hold of or seize. So you actually lay a hold of your sonship. There's a place you actually lay a hold of it. You lay a hold of it. And then when you lay a hold of it, this is the cool thing. After a while, you learn to snuggle and not struggle. And you nestle and you don't have to wrestle. <coughs> and there's a place, that's a Kathy Walters. And so, and so what you got is that you learn to, you get, this, you get this right. Open, shut them, open, shut them. Give a little clap, put them in your lap. Okay, I just went straight to the bridge. And <laughs> so, so, okay, this is, this, is, this is just really, really straightforward, but I just don't wanna launch into governance, changing history, judgments, realigning. So I don't wanna launch into that. I don't wanna take anything for granted, is this. We're in a season to, of self-appraisal, not condemnation, not getting out the muckrake, not going, I said this 12 years ago. What happens is you get into God and He shows you what He shows you. If we can't self-regulate in that realm, we can't govern. We're gonna have communion in a second. But one of the things is this, this is what I do. I can't do anything without the Holy Spirit. I can't do anything. I would say, I don't start a service without acknowledging Him, thanking Him and inviting Him. I don't pray without starting with Him. I don't start my day without Him. If you don't have the Holy Spirit, life's pretty boring. And so He is God on the earth. So I would say, Holy Spirit, help, show me. You know, I mean, it's, we all sat there, so many of us wake up, it happens to me. You wake up and going, Ugh, I feel crusty. And I know today I've got to get a word from the Lord and I don't wanna. And then you're sort of like, okay, all right. Holy Spirit, help. And I engage, you sort of like, somehow, sort of like, <laughs> praying tongues, worship pads. I tell you what, sometimes it's like a minute or two and all of a sudden things open up. <gasps> Thank you. Always start with Him. Always. He's your paraclete. He's your helper. Helper. He, helper. He's your helper. And he's your comfort. Comforter, helper, paraclete. <laughs> I said cleat. And, and so I, oh, I, I can't do anything without him. That's, that's his chair. Not my chair. This is his church. He runs it. We, as an eldership, as a leadership, we go, Lord, speak. You know, we can't do anything, right? And so the second thing I do is I focus on praising Him. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. Did you know? No, you don't know. Okay. That's a rhetorical statement, obviously. My worship gets better with every year. Not because I'm a better singer or I'm, I can do jumping jacks without losing weight, unlike some people like Daryl. Without being like this, you know. So sort of like, gosh, you don't really get into it before you preach. That's because I don't want to sound like I've been on a treadmill. We're going to take a offering now. Look at the screen. Okay. 
And I'll start wearing a Mark Knopfler headband and sort of like, you next thing you know, I'm like, you know, let's get physical, physical. Like, like it's going to date me. <laughs> but what happens, my heart connection with the Lord, I just love Him. And it gets easier. Your worship and your praise should increase in quality. Over years, you go, wow, you're amazing. I'm so grateful. So the Holy Spirit and then Him. And after that, prayer's good. Speak stuff out. Lord's prayer's a great outline and model. But this is the point I wanna make. Too many people are like a rock in the river of life. Nothing's being absorbed. So one of the things people need to cultivate is engagement. What is engagement? Open, focus, meditate, be grateful. It looks like a whole bunch of things. If I've got a bunch of grapes, and this grape had meditation. This one had meditate on prophecy. This one had a meditate on, on the Logos. This one had confession. This one had praying in tongues. This one had high praise and this one had worship. And I got those and I squeezed them and then the juice came down my elbow. Which one's which? And that's engagement. Is you keep your gates open and you're constant. And then what, you know what happens? Brother Lawrence, it was called practicing the presence of God. And I tell you what, right now, there is a place of rest, but be diligent to enter that rest. Rest isn't abdication, rest isn't disassociation. You go, <laughs> you can't fake this stuff. God's awesome. You can't fake it. You can, you can have mental ascent and you're. <laughs> But God goes, oh, I love you so much. We're gonna see if we can prove it. It's called crises. <laughs> and then we'll see, have you maintained your decorum, your peace, your rest? Because if it's not real, God will keep shaking that cage until it is. So we've got to get it right. Because when the storms come, not if. And what happens once you've gone through that, the Lord goes, hey, why don't we do some judgments? What about that relative of yours has had cancer for a long time and it hasn't moved? Why don't you start to engage that? What about people in your family who need to receive the Lord? Those come through judgments. Because it says, not laying again, Hebrews 6, not laying again, of, 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 uh, let's move on from the elementary principles of Christ, not laying again a foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith towards God. Laying on our hands, doctrine of baptisms, resurrection from the dead and eternal judgment. But we will do this if God permits. This is central to the whole thing, is heavenly governance. And this year, we're being invited in. So right now, God wants us to judge ourselves, not condemn, because there's no condemnation to those in Christ. He just wants to get those things out of your life that maybe are preventing spiritual IQ from ascending. Okay? And then... What happens is, see, when you, Zerubbabel speaks, the armies of heaven are released. You don't do it. Your job is to believe and, and, and let him do the hard work. You work with the angelic. Who wants to work with angels constantly? Say, so perform the word of the Lord. This is what's so cool. You will never work with angels on a more significant level when you are aligning the earth to the throne of righteousness and justice. And this is what's so exciting. Who's excited about this? Because it's empowering. It's called the Order of Melchizedek. The Order of Melchizedek is a manifestation of mature sonship. And there's no shortcuts. 
We have to engage process. We're awesome, we are. We love shortcuts. I remember in the mid-90s, a guy called Rodney Howard Brown came. Get off. Glory to God. And then he'd go, fire, fire, fire. Like this. And this guy just given his life to God, like, like really give for years. Cry, God, laid a hold of him. Completely sold out, fasting, praying. Fire. So then what happens, there's a move of God in Adelaide, but Rodney leaves. And then you get pastors and people and individuals who probably hadn't gone through the same process. And they go out to people, fire, fire. And just a lot of people got pushed over, fire. Because we love shortcuts. It's the same with judgments. Is it, there is, one of the things is this, is, it, is this, uh, did you say it's the 70th Jubilee year since Joshua crossed over? Is that, okay, so that's pretty, it's a thing. Now remember, that is a numerical convergence or an anomaly that actually represents a spiritual reality is Jubilee time, which is heaven on earth time. This year, 2024, this year, 2024, is the year to get our house in order so we can change history. Can someone say amen? The year of Jubilee where you possess your possessions, but even more so, it is the year of the Lord's vengeance on the demonic. And we start to see the captives released like never before, but this is where we're at. Can we put on the worship pads, please? Hallelujah. Get your communion out, please. Glory to God. Glory to God. Who remembers Rodney? Amazing. 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 One of my craziest ministry encounters was one of his meetings. I was praying for a woman. And I was standing over sort of where the ox is on the wall. And he's praying and I'm watching him. And he just goes like this. He's like this. He just goes. I've never seen the fire of God in someone's eyes like that. Now, part of me went. Well, you know what part of me. And, and then he goes like this. He goes like this, he, goes, he looks at me. Then he keeps praying and then he goes, have a drink. I got thrown against the wall. And it's like, God wants a generation of people who can govern. Now, especially Luminate, they understand this because we've gone deeper on this. But I believe in this place, is a company of people who are called to change history. I, I'm convinced of it. Otherwise, I wouldn't be going there. I've got better things to do than just, you know, hot air. Is that we're moving things in the Spirit. We're gonna finish with this. We have to discern the Lord's body, what we're doing now. We have to discern. We're talking about this represents His blood and His broken body. And we have to rightly discern. We have to rightly discern the incredible gift that we have in communion 
We've already heard some stories about people getting healed of cancer and things like that. But right now, what I want you to do around the Lord's table, now, this is so important. When you're coming before the Lord, it's really important to do it in joy. the Son and the Holy Ghost. He wants it joy. So even if you're not feeling the emotion, you could do worse than pretend. Because what happens when you act physically, your neurotransmitters like dopamine start to come into alignment. So right now, I'm gonna pray, say, Lord, show us what we need to deal with. And we do it with joy, because Jesus, You've already won. You have the victor's crown and we are in You and we're connected to You. Show me what I need to know. So Lord, I thank You right now, everyone that's holding a communion cup, anyone that's watching online on the, the podcast, Lord, in Jesus' Name, right now, we thank You that this is a joyful, opportunity to bring everything into alignment. Lord, what do we need to forsake? What do we need to align? What do we need to repent of? Lord, right now around communion, we lay it at Your feet. Fear, anxiety, unbelief, critical spirit, whatever. Lord, we thank You and we thank You. The proof will be, the proof of the pudding will be in the eating, i.e. Lord, You'll know tree by its fruits. We thank You, none of this can be faked. Everything is tested and we get to test all things. So bless this to our body in Jesus' Name, Amen. people down the front wearing gloves and we're going to have leapfrau wine and penfolds as an option no 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 i just i just something just happened i will move the chairs back out i tell you what i want you guys to get excited about communion because when people don't understand communion becomes a wrong table of judgment that's why people go through unnecessary stuff who remembers when we used to do communion that way? Yeah. I'll get in trouble with some staff saying that's extra work. But I'll just judge it. Get behind me and push. No. So, 
it's gonna be like a glorified tunnel. That's what I just sort of like, oh, oh. Who's excited about that? I don't know if it's gonna be next week, but I've got to get my ducks in a row with that. Might be doing a fire tunnel real soon. Hallelujah. But it's around communion. I was telling the interns, the illuminates, the luminaries, the shibulis, about how we used to have fire tunnels people had to go through to get their communion. And it was very eventful. I just want to get to the communion. Power of God move. Did you know you only meant to get baptised once? Now someone goes, I got baptised when I was young and I don't, don't really understand what happened. So that's fine, you can do it again, but like really it's once a, a once thing. Communion all the time. I believe we have an unusually healthy church. Because not many have been vaccinated, but also too is we take communion all the time. <laughs> Shut up. alter ego speaking. Shut up. All right, I'm gonna close in prayer. But I tell you what, governance is a joy. Bringing yourself under His canopy is a joy. Aligning your whole life with the throne is a joy. Can someone say Amen? Father, I just thank You for everyone here, everyone who's watching. I thank You for Your blessing. I thank You, this is the year of heavenly governance. I thank You, Lord, You're opening Your Word to show us things we've never seen before. We thank You, Lord, that even might carve something out in a generation. We thank You, Lord, everything's easy for You. Everything is easy for You. Nothing is too difficult for You. And You are calling us to function on a higher heavenly level so we would experience the same. We thank You, we honour You, we bless You, Father, for sending us on the earth for such a time as this. We thank You for everyone here to say yes to eating the scroll of heavenly governance in Jesus' Name. Everybody said, Amen. So we will do, we'll change communion up soon. Might be next week, might be the week after. I'm not sure, we'll just make sure it's a bit like present at Christmas. Amen.